there a, is there a bird in here? No, nah, I'm just, I'm, it's like, just whistling, man. I'm having a good day. Remember when that hummingbird got in here? That was like half of my day. You didn't have to kill it. I. But you could have just opened the door, by the way. That was like four hours. You made it four hours. I'm pretty sure you yelled, I'm going to kill you, fucker. That was like hour three, 338. Boing, 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 boing. Oh, fuck. You guys hear that? You guys hear that? Moon shoes? Yeah, these are my moon boots. (sighs) Where the fuck did you dig those out from? Nickelodeon really fucked up a whole generation, didn't they? They're pretty fucking cool, aren't they? No, they weren't fucking cool when they came out. Get eight, eight feet of air in these bad boys. I was whistling too. I was whistling today. What's up, good. man? Hey, good. how you guys been? You dick lips. Hey, we don't give a shit about you. What do you want? Let's get in and get out. All Come right. on. What kind of fucking lame movies that aren't video games do you guys have? Yeah. You fucking tell us, bro. Cause... When was the last time you were here? I don't why do I, know. Why do I tell um, you you work behind the counter? You can barely see above the counter, you fucking frog. Yeah. Well, we got Rutger Hauer and A Flooded Future. Well, that's got boobs. You can't watch that. Um, got that new Halloween joint, but that's rated R, Halloween. so you're not yeah, getting you that. can't watch that. Um, hey, check this out. These are poppers. I don't even react to this kid anymore. You better pick those up before you leave. Yeah. No, I'm going to... It's just littering. Here's one for you. I thought your generation was, like, all about the climate and shit. Like, not littering. Not me, just eating ass, bro. You don't... You wouldn't know ass if it's slapped you I mean, it's sustainable, in the right? face. What's more sustainable than ass? You guys got any skeleton you know, movies? You do kind of look like Jerry a little bit. You look like that's Jerry why, a little bit. You think that's why he's drawn here? I wonder. And also in my sketchbook, is that why he's drawn here? I don't know. Jerry gets around, though, bro. So. Yeah. This is my sketchbook from therapy. They have me draw things that are bothering me, and it's tough teen. I'm a... Uh, nice doodle. I'm blessed. I'm blessed that you showed me that, man. That That means a lot. I'm growing. Ever since I stopped going to pancake therapy and going to an actual therapist, it's been it's been huge, you know. Why are they all in I've chalk? been really suppressing the They're all chalk. The wolf man. Hey, chalk is a lost medium, dude. <sighs> this guy's still all right. here. Did you go teach yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'm not gonna work at a video store forever. Maybe I'll start chalking bodies at crime scenes. Who knows? It's ten thirty four AM. Why aren't you in fucking school? <sighs> I Hopped right out of there, dude. Uh, you like a fucking a jump, kangaroo. Jump the fence. No schools holding those moon boots, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. What did you want? Uh, you want you skulls? Want movie, like last time when you fucked it up. Why are you so obsessed with skulls, dude? Why aren't you obsessed with skulls, dude? Jesus. This fuck. Doesn't right. your mom take you to church or anything? Fuck no, dude. Quit cussing. Hey, you eat shit, 12. loser. God damn it, dude. I wish we were allowed to hit children. All right. Do you like Marvel movies? 
yeah, they're great, dude. Okay, Love we don't have Marvels. any of those. We don't have any of those. So, but that's, you like costumes and shit. Love superheroes. Did you guys hear that the new Spider-Man is like the old Spider-Man, and it's like a Sony Marvel Spider-Man? How how many years yeah. to thirteen are you? They got a uh, Rhinops in it. Rhinops. Yep. He's running Black Ops. How many years to thirteen are you? How many years away from thirteen? Uh, are you thirteen years old? Yeah, I'm thirteen. Okay, cool. Just no. give him. Oh yeah. All right. You like Tree right. Williams? Who's that? Oh, God damn it. It's not a I've piece never, of candy. I've maybe. never hated this kid more. <laughs> All right, here. Here's our newest one we got in. Take it and bounce the fuck out of here. This week on Five Day Rentals, The Phantom from 1996. Ah, welcome to 5 Day Rentals, the video store podcast. Each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's original category is wear a mask, please. And this week's pick is The Phantom from 1996. Welcome. Hello there. Join this week, as always, Dan the Laundry Man, Cron Howard. How are you guys? Doing great. Is it a mask? It's just like a eye thing. It counts as a mask. It's got that kind of Superman philosophy where he puts that little eye cover on and nobody knows mm-hmm. who he is anymore. And he, it also has the magical black eyeliner that disappears whenever you take the mask off. Mm-hmm. This guy is totally getting COVID. <laughs> That's probably true. I mean, it's probably true. Not covering well, I mean, his nose lived, or mouth. I, he lived in that sweet spot between Spanish flu and COVID-19. <laughs> You know, remember those 80 years when you didn't have to cover your mouth in public? You could just get away with covering your eyes. Mm hmm. It was the 30s. Late 30s. It was the 30s. I'm Bones, by the way. Guys, we start off a new category like you were talking about. Wear a mask, please. My my take on the superhero sort of hidden, hidden identity genre and given the political climate of today. Why the hell not? Uh, had you guys seen The Phantom before? Yes, I, I did. I, in, ni- in 1996. Yes. I had never seen this before, this first time watch. Wow. Welcome to the club, Kron. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Phantom Club. Welcome to the Sang Brotherhood, buddy. Your guys' rings, they should be in next week. Oh, you ordered us some rings? Yeah, they're all skull rings, phantom rings. That's badass, dude. Do they light up? Yeah. Hell yeah. They don't need to. They're, they have mystical powers. They control the three Taganda skulls. They need to light up at the end, though, right? <laughs> well, they don't light up like an L.A. Um, lights tennis shoe. But mystically speaking, when activated, they'll... Showing our age there. 
Yeah, I was just getting ready to to say that in '96 this was that sweet spot of Bones would see a TV ad and just fingers crossed that it was PG-13. Because starting around eight or nine years old, I could go to the movie theater and I would not get bugged for a PG-13 movie. You know the one that really got me? Did you guys ever see Spawn? John Leguizamo and Michael J. White? Yeah. Yeah. When that came out, I was so fucking grateful it was PG-13. Was it? Oh, man. Yeah. Why weren't you and just... now in hindsight, I'm like, man, I fucking ruined myself. It should have been an R movie. Why weren't you just what? buying tickets to whatever and then sneaking into the R-rated movie? I Do you know me? <laughs> you know how square I am now? Can you only imagine how square I was in the mid-90s? He should add um, most honest to his uh, letterboxed uh, profile. Yep. At our award ceremony next spring, I'm going to have so many pins across my chest. It's a good thing that's been one of my main focuses, the rear delts, the upper chest. Wait, we got to... On this last round, so... Give each other Making room for these medals. Yeah. Fuck. Most handsome. I'm telling you, it's a competition this year. Oh, I've got most handsome sewn up, dude. You say that, we could drop, we'll drop this to the listeners, who really gives a shit, and in a few weeks, the Five Day Rentals boys will you know, I will be do, uh, uh, convening for a weekend, and we'll see who in person really just blows the other people away. You guys better bring your A game. I've been doing We're, sit-ups every night till I puke. There are three categories, talent, evening wear, and bikini. <laughs> I was going to say bikini. Can I wear the bikini for evening wear? No, dude. <laughs> I'm going for most All right. going for slutty. If, most slutty. If you're trying to get zero points in evening wear, that's a good way to go. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking I'd... of speaking of evening wear, what do you guys think of the Phantom's purple get-up? It's Does that get you going? No, it seems like the biggest hindrance to him <laughs> completing I, anything. I love that you wore purple tonight. I did well. You guys know I only have four shirts. Two of them are purple. Oh yeah, the new king in town. I would die for you. I think Prince should have been the Phantom. I could have worked. It fucking pissed him off. I bet. It's like I could have done so much better. Fuck you think guy. somebody out there cut a new, um. Batman 2022 trailer to uh, Party Man or Bat Dance. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It has to be. Yeah. If God not, damn that tra- God go. damn that trailer, man. I mean, we've that seen, suit. We've seen seven. I still we've seen seven. I still haven't watched it. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, we're here to watch the Phantom and talk about the Phantom. Um, we get. We get some revisits acting wise here as well. We get uh, Billy Zane, who we who we loved in Demon Knight, and for his third appearance on Five Day Rentals, we got the Man Treat Williams. Now we still can't figure out whether he's alive or not. He's Nobody dead. can give this this gone, gone too soon. But he is the man. I can't wait to watch Substitute Two. This- get to that fight scene at the end. 
This was honestly maybe my favorite Treat Williams so far. Oh yeah, he he's he's at an eleven in this, right? He is just fucking yeah. having a blast. You don't agree, Dan? Dude is no. amped. Dude is amped up in this movie. Dude, he is crushing this movie. He isn't even in this movie. Oh, <laughs> he's the best part of this movie. Yeah. No, Dead I, Heat is I was, best treat. I was bummed out when the Phantom showed up because we got less treat time, dude. <laughs> Get out of here. This yeah. fucking guy. Get out of here, will you? Give me more of Xander Drax. Gone. Get. If I had to sit through a PowerPoint and it was Xander Drax, mm-hmm. I'd be looking at the clock hoping I had more time before lunch. You know what I mean? This meeting's flying by. What did he say in it? I love this. (laughs) He's so joyous. All right. Any any uh, any more thoughts before we dive into uh, the Phantom? Uh, Yeah. Who was it directed by Bones? Uh, Simon Winsor. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry for leaving that out. You guys hear me okay still? Yeah, you're recording? I am recording. I am, I'm going to keep checking it every three minutes. Uh, listener, bef- before the podcast started, we played another rigged game from Bones. <laughs> yes. We actually recorded a three-hour episode already, and I fucked it up. It's two in the morning. For those who came in late, what a hell of an opening, huh? It all began a very long time ago when a merchant ship was set upon by pirates of the Sang Brotherhood. A small boy watched helplessly as his father was killed by the pirate leader, the evil Kobai Sang. He jumped overboard and was washed ashore on the mysterious jungle island called Bengala. It seemed like a case of out of the frying pan and into the fire. But the Tuganda tribesmen meant the boy no harm. They scooped him up and carried him into their village. And that night, in an ancient ceremony of fire and drums, the tribal shaman presented the boy with a ring of great significance. Then and there, the boy understood that he was destined to avenge his father's death by fighting piracy, greed, and cruelty in all their forms. When he grew to be a man, he became the Phantom. It's a hell of a way to start a movie, man. I love that throwback serial, you know, for those who came late. Mm Mm-hmm. Bam. Cut to, we're in the Bengala jungle, 1938. James Remar. Is this his first appearance on this? Ajax from The Warriors. Dexter's dad. Great voice, great face. I believe so, but uh, he'll be... He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, Him and another goon and a little native boy, they're just fucking cruising down this jungle road, immediately we get some real sorcerer vibes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kron, Kron is immediately hooked. Well, I was thinking, like, are they hauling uh, nitroglycerin in the back of that thing? I said, I thought I put in sorcerer. Yeah. Hmm. Hint to the listener. Keep an eye out for, I don't know, That's sorcerer. That's two hints we just gave out. Uh, they come uh, They come up to a bridge. Uh, this is after uh, 
you know, James Remar realizes that the map that he's using is actually upside down. And we get this cute little exchange between the native boy. Remar tries to elbow him and the boy ducks. And immediately setting the tone of this thing that people are going to call each other queer and they're going to hit each other, but it's all in good fun. Uh, they come up across this bridge. It's 38. Just like when old, I do it. Yep. It, oh. it, it it does. When you use that word, it hurts. Hopefully Netflix I'd rather you just, doesn't sign I'd us. rather you just hit me in the in the nose. Old rickety rope bridge. We're, we're talking hundreds of feet above a canyon. Um, they hop out. They decide they're just going to walk across, and somebody will drive the truck across. That somebody seems to be the native boy. I, I think his name is Zach. Not a bad strategy, though. He's got to be the lightest of the people mm-hmm. there. I mean. Yeah. And they've already established that they don't give a shit about him. Yeah, he's from yeah. a third I, world country. I mean, yeah, who's going to miss this kid? Um, harrowing little tense drive there, but this kid is fucking ice cold, and he gets across. Um, they park. The native boy, he refuses to go any further. He says that the woods are protected by a ghost who walks. This prompts Remar to uh, touch his face. He's got this little indent. We can't quite make sure, make out what it is, but there's something there. Um. They decide, screw it, we're going. We'll leave the kid tied up in the truck, and we'll keep going. Um, they they press on. It's so it's Remar and three other goons. I think one of them is named Styles. Um, they find the cave that they were looking for. As they go into the cave, we also see that there's a another native sort of watching them as they go in. Um, Guys, where do where the fuck do white people keep getting these maps? I don't know. There was a this had a weird texture to it. It's always a fucking it, it white person it was that has like, a map. I think they're just passed down through generations of wealthy people. Mm-hmm. None of us were rich enough growing up to have a, a ancient map in the family. Is that how you? And know you never went into rich? your grandparents' attic and just like. Got one of their maps? No. Um, wow. Shit. I was too busy s- splitting wood for the winter. I guess one of us was a was a one percenter that had access to ancient maps. Yeah. Oh, when my grandparents died, it we it, we weren't arguing over what we wanted. It was arguing over who wasn't like I wasn't taking any more maps. Like I don't have. I, I I don't I need I don't need any more maps. Like I got it. I can't handle this many gold bars. Yeah, some are tattooed on human skin. There's too many X, tell, too many X's yeah, on this one. Throw it away. I'm telling myself that it was like you know a practice one on a pig skin, but this one says it's all the way in Utah. I'm never going to Utah. Yeah. And then on the other side of the family, I got all this art. With like, you know, all these fancy faces, but the eyes are all cut out, and I don't understand it. So, well, have you opened the back of them yet to see if there's any maps in there, oh, or a shit. or a declaration of independence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the original declaration of independence. All right, so they they dig around. They it's skull and bones and random treasure and shit all over this cave. They start to dig around. 
immediately they find this metallic skull. Um, Styles grabs it. He throws it down to, um, I don't know his name yet. Quill, I think, is his name. Um, Mr. Drax is going to be very happy. Style asks him, like, what's, you know, what's he want this for? And I love this response. I don't like to ask Mr. Drax too many questions. His answers scare me. So, um, Styles, the goon, the one that actually picked up the metal skull, he picked it up from the foot of, like, this corpse of, like, some shaman-looking thing that's still pretty pretty well um, preserved. That thing comes to life magically and just starts choking the shit out of Styles. I mean, uh, if you can't fight off a skeleton, you deserve yeah. to die. There's no yeah, muscle there. Mm-mm. That was all the magic that was in that cave. That was just one, one guy. There was one final. Well, that thing had choked off every other intruder. It just so happened this was the last. So he, this was the last of the magic reserve. I think this was the you first know. time three guys came in together. So mm-hmm. it can only choke the one that physically yeah. picks it up first. It's like that weird porno video, three guys, one cave. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've I've played Skyrim before, and like a normal skeleton like that, that's like 10 HP. I mean, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. You're just going in there to use your fucking magic to actually just, mm-hmm. you know, and grind I, that out. I think I do got some... Build up your restore. I got some advice for like future uh, crime lords and uh, multi-billionaires out there. Stop tattooing your men. Like... Why do you have to tat? Why do you have to brand everybody? I mean, you brand cattle. Yeah, but how are people supposed to know? The tattoo gives you away to the good guys. <laughs> it's a brotherhood, Dan. Yeah, man. Something this you is, wouldn't know about. This is thirty-eight. How many people had tattoos? This is before World War Two. So, tattoos. How people know you're fucking hardcore, or you just belong. To the guy that makes $48 an hour, who in that time is a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. He could be like a carnival worker. <laughs> a carny? Yeah. All right. So Remar, he starts shooting the shit out of the skeleton. But not before Styles is choked to death and dies. Um, the other two goons are freaked out. Quill tells them to just go ahead and loot the rest of the shit. We start getting these drums. They start to fill the cave echo through the jungle all the animals are starting to react we get shots of elephants freaking out monkeys jumping around the crocs are scurrying back into the water uh and we cut to this a black mask we see a ring we see a wolf named devil somebody needs us this is our phantom monster dog yeah we got a purple get up skull accessories um, immediately catches up to these goons. He's riding on this white horse. Shoot him, they yell. Phantom shoots the shit out of like all their guns, um, knocking them out of their hands. Grabs one guy, rides and smashes his ass into a tree. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Remar and the other goon, they take off. Uh, yeah, Remar's name is Quill. Um they jump in the truck. Phantom, he actually jumps off the back of the horse and does you know a little aero or acrobatic 
gymnastics up into the tree line. Uh, Quill and the other goon, they immediately start like, who was that guy? Somebody I already killed. Hinting at that scar that we saw on his face. Phantom immediately lands on the top of the truck. We get this Indiana arc, you know, um, style fight on the truck. That's that's on my bucket list. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I want to be the guy driving the truck, fighting somebody off, or coming at somebody in a truck. But it just seems like a must, right, for the the action adventure genre. You just want to fight a guy in a truck. Yeah, a Mad Max style, you know. Because there's like two ways. There's the indie way where you're trying to get in the truck and stop it. Or there's the Mad Max, like I'm driving the truck and I'm fighting off a bunch of people. You just need I don't want to kill them. You just need to admit that you want to fight meatloaf in a truck. Got to get those cold cuts, baby. Plus, you know he's... Those Winn-Dixie coupons. Yeah, you know he's setting on a ream of coupons, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Probably represents $40 worth of savings alone. Or you just want to fight Liam Neeson, who's trying to run on ice to a truck, which you'd never make it in real life. I just got to wait like five more years and I can take Neeson. Uh, I'm going to bet. Dude's, dude's looking bet rough. Come on, man. Karan, who are you betting in that fight? Uh, Right now, if it happened? Yeah, tomorrow. Liam Neeson. Yeah, me too. You guys think Liam Neeson could kick my ass? Yeah, totally. I'm going to beat the shit out of you both. That, no, we'll have Liam Neeson with us. I think he's got like old man strength, dude. So do I. I'm fucking old. Plus, hasn't he gone? It starts through, to fall off. Hasn't he gone through like life tragedies that he's constantly fighting against? It's true. Oh, I've had a great life. I'm just saying. With <laughs> what do you, fucking, you have a fucking house. You have a wife and you have a podcast. What more do you want? Liam Neeson's a fucking movie star. His wife died skiing. I thought it was his kid. His kid probably also died. Meeson's gonna tap into some dark. Come on, man! Territory. He's gonna kill us both. Dark territory. That's Seagal. <laughs> he went into dark territory. To a fire down below. Now Seagal would kick my ass. I think you could take Seagal now. All right, Phantom. He sees the spiderweb tattoo that Quill's got on his arm. Uh, Quill gets the jump on him. He stabs the Phantom. Uh, he jumps out of the, the truck with the skull. Um, Phantom is barely able to stop the truck. Ends up stopping it right in the middle of the bridge. Um, or actually, it slows down on its kind of own volition because the Phantom's dangling off like the, the door off one side. This is enough to kind of throw the weight of the whole thing off. Uh, Phantom, he hears the boy, Zack, in the back. Phantom climbs up. He gets into the back right as the bridge starts to tip. The truck gets wrapped up in the ropes. Um, Zack and the Phantom, it's like, you know, those cloth-topped, you know, backing of the truck. They fall out of that. Um, Phantom just barely grabs a rope. They're kind of stuck there. He pulls out his gun and shoots one end of the rope allowing them to somehow magically swing all the way up and get on the one side of the cliff uh, just as the truck and the rest of the bridge fall down. You get a great mid-90s green screen projection there and a great explosion. Yeah, like when the truck hits the water, it explodes. 
Doesn't sink. It, was, it, was it explodes. Yeah, it's shallow. It is. It's shallow, that's, but that's what always makes that those shots of like you know real tall bridges even more treacherous. Is that it's shallow water with jagged rocks. Mm-hmm. If it was just water that you couldn't see any rocks, I think everybody's like, I could kind of, I could, you know, I could cover my nose and tuck. Hold my beer. Yeah. You know who couldn't do that though? It'd be Liam Neeson. Because he's so big. Look, dude, I'm not going. You know to what war. I mean? There's no way he could he could get his body thin enough. I'm not going to war with with Leeson, dude. So just. It sounds like you guys want me to go to war with him. I'm just. No. I said, in five years, I think I could take him because he's on, getting. He's getting it, to that point. Then Dan it. said, "What about right now?" Honestly, if anything, we've been telling you not to go at it with Liam Neeson. <laughs> We're betting against you. Yeah, we're kind of worried about how it's going to turn out. So, I, this, that, you you're antagonizing s- me. You're this is you're playing fucking mind games, Karan and said, I'm falling for them. Karan said you could take Seagal, dude. I agree with that. I don't know. He's got actual skills. Not anymore. Yeah, they're not. He's not kept him up, dude. <laughs> isn't, isn't he a Republican now too? He just eats carrots in Russia. Now. Who isn't? I feel like all. Men get to fifty, and I'm just counting the days that I like start driving around and looking, saying shit under my breath. That I know, like, oh, all right, already know my ticket. Just watching my gas bills go up and up and up. Just sitting at a stoplight, waiting for someone to honk behind you. Oh, he's gonna oh, be a fucking courtesy tip. I can't wait. I've been keeping a hammer in my truck. <laughs> Hey, everyone, go out and uh, download our Unhinged episode. It's or great. just watched Unhinged, man. Mm-hmm. And then download our episode. And then, well, so before we post this one, I'll start posting some of my workout videos and my regimen stuff on YouTube so people can get an idea of what Liam Neeson has in store for him. <laughs> we got a English army camp somehow set up on bengala right colonialism 1938 come on yeah of course the english are everywhere um they've got the goons they've arrested them they take them off we get a captain and a a colonel one of the goons warns of a big strange looking thing on a horse with a wolf i don't know to me it looked like a guy in a purple suit on a horse Mm -hmm. he didn't seem that big he didn't seem that strange uh, Captain plays it off. The colonel's got this back and forth of like, you know, people keep saying there's this guy out there. Captain's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, we cut to the Phantom's little, his den, his lair. Um, it's Billy Zane. What the hell? Looking fucking ripped as hell. Uh, he's looking through some books. Uh, his little, I forget the name of his little helper. Um, his young... Alf, what was the the name of the Haji from Johnny Quest? Mm-hmm. Was that his his friend? Again, this is 1930s, so of course all white people have a um, brown skinned person assisting them. Now, yes, it's fucking wrong. We just got to say that. Sometimes I listen back to these episodes when I'm editing them, and I'm like, I can't tell. People might think we're fucking uh, red hats. I don't know. Just start punching in. Dude. But the shit is, this is wrong. Yeah, this is wrong. Just like, just like Liam Neeson was said, it was wrong 
with that day he went around looking around for fights because he was look that video up you guys got me started all right uh (laughs) he's looking through his books you're not gonna like the way it ends dude yeah we're gonna have to have Liam Neeson. If he, host. Here's the deal: if he kicks my, if he, if I die, I won't be around for the shame. Sometimes I think people they give too much shit about their legacy. He's gonna you leave. Know? He's gonna leave you just enough alive to <laughs> crawl Too out, of, crawl out of the hole he's kicked your dick into. Who do you think could take Liam? Ne- you think Russell Crowe could take Liam Neeson? Depends what Russell Crowe. If we're talking, I don't know, man. I just watched this dude pump. For talking unhinged, two twenty-five for ten sets or ten reps, man, on that's Twitter. Where, that's where my pancake stack is. That's just Talk lifting about a joyous weight, though, Twitter dude. follow. Listen, it's more than just lifting weight, dude. That's fucking dedication. No, you give me a scrappy guy with a, a pocket full of sand. <laughs> I don't care how much you lift. I think that's Russell. I don't think Liam's the one coming with sand in his pocket. You don't know Liam like I know him. Billy Zaney finds in, in these texts the skulls of Tuganda, one made of gold, one made of silver, one made of jade. It's the story of these things. They're dangerous. When they're placed together, the skulls are a thousand times more powerful than any force known to man. I mean, um, if this silver skull was so powerful, why would you just leave it haphazardly in a cave? Why not take it back to your lair? Could at least have well, some control over it. What do you mean? Like the tribe keeping I mean, over it? No, these guys, they just go in. There's a disheveled cave. They take the skull out of there. If you're the Phantom, yeah. why don't you just go grab this thing? You're obviously a horse right away. I don't think he knew it was there. Because mm-hmm. he talks about his next line is that there was a tribe over or looking over the skulls, but they were looted by the Sang Brotherhood. And the skulls had been lost for four centuries. So he didn't know that that skull was just half a block away. What does that know? Nope. He knew it. He didn't know it was there. You can't explore it. your surrounding area. You, you <laughs> he might have. You keep going through this story and we're going to find out something else. He knew. He knows. Billy Zane's a fucking liar. Phantom's name is Kit. Kit's father appears in ghost form, uh, and he scolds. Like, no reference to, like, oh. You don't need it. That's what this movie is. This movie fucking delivers on, like, boom, there's this guy here. Oh, I guess that was a ghost. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Asked and answered, buddy. The the ghost dad, not played by Bill Cosby, (laughs) uh, starts. (laughs) The jello. How could you have lost the skull? Tuganda. Uh, yeah, so that's what he does. He basically scolds his ass for losing in that, or for losing that. And then um, Kit says that, uh, you know, it was also somebody in the Sang Brotherhood. So now we know what that tattoo leads to. Cut to Long Island, New York. Christy Swanson. This is Diana Palmer. Go Islanders, um, yeah. Yeah. Among our little crew here, we we love Christy Swanson from... Uh, Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. Basketball kill. 
Christy Swanson, you may know her from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, also. Um, There's something else. Who gives a shit? She plays Diana Palmer. She just pulls up and just parks wherever the fuck she wants on this fancy yard. Her dad owns the Gets out. Turns out that's just her uncle's house, I guess. Some fancy gala. No, this is called the uh, Parlor Mansion. Or the Palmer Mansion, guys. And did anybody recognize that, what it is in real life? In real life? Yeah, in like today's modern world. Nobody? Karan? No. I mean, you only see the outside of it for a second. It's the Playboy Mansion, guys. Was it? Yeah. I've actually never been there. I go there all the time. You uh, that k- it seems like Hugh a lot Hefner. of work for for two outside exterior shots they to do film there. I bet the well, they actually filmed inside the yeah, Playboy Mansion too. You go into the party. Yeah, I assume that was all sets. Okay. Well, there was sex. I bet. <laughs> I, bet <laughs> I bet Hugh loved the Phantom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 1938. That's like when he's like, yeah, I, I should have been. I should have been. Yeah, he was like fifty then. I should have right? been. I should have been. Uh, I can't do you after. I should have been born in that time. It's it's more like it's like a captain. I can really smack a broad around. I love blonde and my little captain chat. Blonde. And <laughs> big Who gives nipples. a fuck? I'm gonna say that a lot. Let's move it on. All right. So yeah, there. Uh, it's a foundation dinner. Um, we find out Diana is back from the Yukon, so she she's an adventurer. Um, her what? mom seems to be impar- embarrassed by her form. What else do you know? rich kids do? I mean, look at Post Malone. Cron, All right, I'm looking at him. Cron, you're not going to ask you that Post Malone is an adventurer? I don't, I don't know, dude. Where are you going with this? <laughs> He needs a monster energy drink, this guy. Uh, Diana's mom hints that there's some guy um, looking for her. Um, and then Xander Drax, the great Treat Williams, he finally shows up. Diana's uncle, he isn't having it. He's like, uh, why is he here? Diana's mom says, you know, he just gave a big, um, a big donation. Diana's uncle's like, nope, give it back. Get him the fuck out of here. I don't want him here. Uh, we got to Diana. She's in a in the kitchen making a sandwich with way too much mayonnaise, um, an obscene amount of mayonnaise she puts on this sandwich. Some mayonnaise um, sandwich, then, dude. Yeah. How else are you gonna make it? Just um, a square inch of mayonnaise between two pieces of white bread. Bones, just mm. a, just it does. It's a sandwich because in your family you put mayonnaise and then hot dogs on it. I mean, it doesn't. Some people no. make them different. Those are two different things. Uncooked hot dogs, by the way, listeners. That was one guy. He was just eating those with, and that was not else. the that was not the grandpa I got all the maps from. By the way, <laughs> he was eating those dogs with no mayo, no bread, though. Yeah, we were a Miracle Whip family. <laughs> oh, that's worse. So Drac, <laughs> that's why we diabetes is so prevalent. Drax and Uncle Dave, they exchange unpleasantries. Um, I guess 
uh, Uncle Dave is uh, Diana's uncle. Uh, Dave's reporters, they've been hassling Drax. Uh, he claims that uh, Drax is a corrupt. He's corrupt and he's working with the mob. Uh, as a little insult and to show off his wealth, Drax actually offers to just buy Dave's newspaper. Like, I wonder how much it would be. We cut to Dave's office. He's got the mayor and the police commissioner there. He's presenting them with evidence that ja- uh, Drax has been looking at se- secret books and texts in the library. Dave believes that he's been uh, looking for a supernatural power. And then also, for some reason, Diana is in there, you know, eating another sandwich. She's just got to hear all this stuff for later in Mm -hmm. the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dave pulls out the, uh, a piece of paper with the spiderweb logo on it. He has been planning a trip to the jungle to find out what Drax is looking for. Um, and then they do a little explanation as to why he can't leave. He needs to stay here in New York. This is just all excuse to get Diana to offer to go in his place. Uh, they agree. They cut to the docks. The police, uh, police commissioner who was, who we thought on uncle Dave's side, we see him hop in with, uh, Drax's limo. You were right. They know too much. So. Turns out Drax is is corrupt. We got the next day. Diana's she's loading up on a seaplane. It's called the Orient Clipper. She's followed by some mob goons. They give Drax a call, and Drax tells them to let her go. He's got some people that'll take care of it. Um. Now we stay with Drax. He's on. He hangs up the phone. He's been playing up with this microscope, uh, twisting the knob, and these little blades are popping out. He calls in uh, the librarian, Dr. Fleming. Uh, he starts to sweat the doctor. He wants to make sure that his secret activity with the special collections has been uh, secret. Are my library records secret? Uh, I think, was it the Patriot Act where now uh, oh, shit. the Fed can look up your... <laughs> I think that was one of those secret things in the Patriot Act that passed. Oh, man. They're going to know what I've been watching on Hoopla, then. <laughs> it's not what you'd blue, expect blue from Blue is the warmest library. color. Yeah. Uh, the librarian, he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. All all, all that information in the special collections, that all goes through me. Jax plays it off. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Just want to make sure. Uh, but anyway, while you're here, I was hoping you could take a look at this microscope, at this sample I've got. So the librarian takes off his glasses and, and gets into the microscope. He can't see anything. I, I like that, obviously, this guy's never looked through a microscope because he's like, I don't see anything, and Drax has to tell him, like, we'll use the knobs, fucking dumbass. Like, that's how it works. Uh, in doing so, in flipping one of these focus knobs, it activates the blades, and this fucker just gets stabbed in the eyes. This is great, right? Hell yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. You built a microscope that stabs somebody in their eyeballs? It's villainous as hell. Mm -hmm. It's gruesome without having to be bloody. And it's a first in five-day rentals history. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. Nope. First time I've seen it. You know what? I'll never see it again. I think the likelihood of me kicking Liam Neeson's ass is greater than me seeing another blade in a microscope. 
that's the only way it's going to happen, dude. If you're like, hey, Liam, come check out this sample over here. You blind what is him. This? I, can't, I can't see anything in this. Microscope. My, microscope. Governor? He's got those weird R's. <laughs> Liam Neeson uh, my, sounds a lot my, like Jesse the Body. Micro- <laughs> nope. Not today. Holy shit, the leg room on this flight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole, there's a whopping eight seats. There's like eight passengers and, and six flight attendants. So Diana's looking over her notes. Um, we're not with this very long before the plane is attacked by some some sea, some sea biplanes. Um, she slips a uh, piece of paper into her boot. We cut to the phantom in the cave with the, the little native boy, Zach. He's getting ready to take him back. And then his assistant is manning the radios, and he picks up the mayday of the Orient Clipper. We cut back. Catherine Zeta-Jones, baby, shows up. She's got the uh, she's the leader of this like lady pirate or pilot gang. I guess pirates in a way. Like, yeah, they're pilot pirates. <laughs> pilot pirates, yeah. Pirates, pirate pirates. That's more Ian McKellen. Um, anyway, it's the second appearance of Jesse the Body tonight. Of his with us in spirit. No. All right. Yeah, it's kind of a callback to you know Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Whoa. Don't want to get canceled. What episode? Or I mean, what show? Would it be with me leading and there's no Bond reference, right? No, I know what you're talking about. I rented yeah. that movie off Canopy. <laughs> I rented that movie off Spice Network. This is some good stuff, dude. Um, the gig immediately just is like it's actually threatening the rest Glory of the past. Ooh, dude, that's too far. Show some respect. <laughs> um, they want Diana. She immediately gives herself up. So we have reason to like Diana. Um, they should have done the Ben Hur thing where everybody's or no Spartacus, Spartacus, where everybody stands up and they're like, I am Diana. I'm Diana. <laughs> Her name is Diana. Uh, we death, cut to the, she does um, have a name. the, the, the English officer, the captain there. Um, the phantom has snuck into his tent. He bitches at him. Can't you come in the front door? It's too obvious. I like the window. We're really starting to see that Billy Zane charm, you know, that he that he brings to Kit Walker, a.k.a. the phantom. I mean, as Billy Zane, he's always going to have charm. Yeah. yeah. He just oozes it. Even when he's playing the devil, dude. Oozes it. Uh, the captain reports that Diana was taken, kidnapped in the the hijacking. Um, Phantom starts saying like Diana, Diana Palmer. Um, so the Phantom obviously knows her. He says he'll see what he can do. Captain again has to tell him like you know sneak out the way you came in, dude. Like Jesus. Uh, Zach tells the Phantom that the bad men had planes with boats for pe- uh, boats for feet, which was kind of cute. Zach is adorable as hell, man. I want that little kid around me. Phantom figures out, oh, he's talking about seaplanes. Yeah, I know. I know what he is. We cut to uh, 
we see the seaplanes. We see a, a, a boat on this dock. Sala is Zeta Jones's name. She's in with Quill, James Remar, and they're interrogating Diana. Uh, the Phantom, he, I think he like slides up like a rope and sneaks on onto the boat. And then Devil, his wolf, kind of just straight up walks onto the boat. Nobody sees a wolf just walk up the ramp. You probably pick up two or three wolves at every port you stop at on an old <laughs> boat like that. Another mm-hmm. stray dog, yeah. That's how those wolf diseases just travel. Yeah. You know, intercontinentally. How many wolves do you think are just in the ports of California right now, just backed up? Probably. You know, yeah. there's just hundreds. We ain't, got the crew, we ain't got the crews to unload these wolves. That's how they're getting rid of them. Nobody's getting a wolf for Christmas. Yeah. Because our. The wolf stock is going to be out. It'll be easier to get a PS5. It'll be easier to do a Liam Neeson impression that doesn't sound like a Jesse Ventura impression than to get a wolf for Christmas. So Sala, she's really into Diana's boots. She's like, I bet these are expensive. Getting kind of a lesbo vibe from uh, Catherine Zeta. Uh, she's all over the place sexually, and we're going to talk about that a little later. I think she's just I mean, down um, to clown, dude. She's ready yeah. to go. She did give show, a man cancer, so, you know. <laughs> she straight up just pulls the boots off Fifth Avenue, just like I thought. Um, this is a nice excuse for her to see the, the note and the papers that Diana had tried to hide in the boots. Um, the Phantom, he accidentally busts in on the Lady Pirate Gang showering. Now, oh, who I guess... Thought? I didn't realize I had a thing. <laughs> sure. There's a list on the internet that you've found. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to look this up. How many combinations of lady pirate shower went into your Google this week? Constant. Just lady showering. I didn't realize that that was... He went through the decades. This is, this 1930s is what? 1930s shower scenes, 1940s, 1950s. Yeah, it's got to be three or four flicks, right? We got Savage Streets, which is a which has a fight, which has two fights in a shower, Slumber Party Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was another. This might be it. This might be it. It's number three. Yeah, we know. we know that you love. Oh, uh, uh, Kim Cattrall in Split Second takes a shower. We see some. Some boobage there. I mean, we we know that you love one women's communal showers, two dead uh, heat. Sly Stallone's Playboy cover. <laughs> dead heat. They go back oh, to right. that it house and they go to that that huge bathroom shower where the body melts. Oh yeah. When the chick admits that she's uh, she's been dead for a while too. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me, fellas. I gotta let my uh, my wolf out. Well, Bones was leading the podcast, so guess we're just off the rails now. That dog's name's Murphy. What's that? I was telling everybody the dog's name. Murphy. Murphy. It's you, Murph. Nice shooting, son. 
Murph. What's your name? Do you ever Murphy. say, hey, Murph? And he, Murph. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right, so he, he breaks in. He realizes, like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> One of them is actually not showering. Um, she just immediately shows up and starts shooting at the phantom. He reacts and quickly jumps into, like, a laundry chute, and this leads him... Uh, to jump or fall right in between Diana and Sala Classic in the laundry pervert. room. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I think as what this, is this a ship full of women? I think as this movie goes on, one of the Phantom's biggest strengths is just how poor everyone is at shooting him. This is true. It's that purple suit; it plays mind games with you. I guess, man. I mean, you just I can't. I don't think it does anything. I think it should have helped him get shot. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't the Phantom just like a... He's just a good guy with a gun, right? (laughs) He doesn't have any powers. That's what I'm saying. He's just a good guy with a gun. He's like Batman's... Like, brother-in-law. I feel like the alt-right should put this movie on a pedestal, dude. Well, the problem... He's a no, hard-working man. He's not slapping any of these done. women around. He's protecting it's native 38. cultures. He, yeah. can, he can smoke on the fucking plane. He can well, slap would, that fucking stewardess. They would misunderstand it. I mean, they all fly the fucking Punisher flag. You yeah. know, misinterpreting that guy. They should be flying Phantom the flags. The Phantom flag, Yeah. That's what no, we need is a bunch of Trump supporters with skull rings. Mm-hmm. It's just. No, it's too weird to mm-hmm. fucking support a guy who's in purple tights. Tell you what, bro. What is this, a ship full of women? My brother's got that jade skull. <laughs> well, shit, I heard that guy down in Arkansas found that silver one. Hopefully they can come together on 8chan and we can finally find out who Q was. I think I think Joe Biden's got that third skull, and he's keeping it from us. Yeah, that's why gas prices are so high. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. If we had at least two of those skulls, we could shoot immigrants as they was coming over the fence. Guys, let's go, Brandon. It means fuck Joe Biden. That's what that's what that stands for. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, Don't worry. You. You're plugged in, aren't you, Dan? Like, let's go Brandon Lee. But yeah, let's go Brandon apparently means fuck Joe Biden. That's So if you guys start seeing that around, that's what that means. What is it? I just started to see a lot of, is it F-U-4-6? Oh, yeah, fuck you. Like the hats. 46 or something. Or redo 46 or some shit. Yeah, I saw an impeach Biden sticker. How does let's go Brandon mean fuck Joe Biden? There's a news clip of this lady, or the reporter is at a, a rally, and everybody there is screaming, fuck Joe Biden. And she says, yeah, everybody's here, and they're screaming, let's go Brandon. And like that's what they've caught on to now. Let's go Brandon. Fuck Joe Biden. So that's the, the reporter said that. So Was now, it corn pop? Was it corn pop? 
He was a he was a bad dude. All right. So the Phantom he breaks Diana out. They they try to do a shot where they try to show how fast the Phantom is, but it just still looks real slow with him grabbing uh, the gun out of uh, Sala's hand. He lets Diana go. He tells her to to tie Sala up, but Diana just ends up knocking Sala out. Diana wants she's an independent woman. She wants to do her own thing. Um, she decides she's not gonna. You know, she doesn't need to stick and and follow the Phantom. She takes off. Phantom says to himself, she hasn't changed a bit. The lady that shot at Phantom earlier when he busted into the shower, she goes and finds Quill. He can't believe that this guy in purple is still alive. Uh, Phantom and Diana, they, they sneak off off to the side. They get right out to the, the outside of the boat right as they are just straight up fucking tackled by a group of goons. Luckily, Devil the Wolf shows up. This gives Phantom... You know, the free hand that he needs to start kicking a little ass. Not killing anybody, though. He doesn't shoot ever. He doesn't ever kill anybody. He will shoot the gun out of their hand. Seems like a theme, maybe, that Bones has going on here. What? Nobody ever dies. Although, well, Cannon guy might die. He should have died, at least. Cannon die. Cannon. Oof. Cannon die. But that wasn't, that wasn't the phantom killing. Yes, uh, I don't think true. people should die. Even in dead heat, I think people should be risen from the dead. There should have been uh, one just super violent scene where he just caps a guy right in the head. <laughs> uh, uh, there might be a, another death there caused by some animals. That would be kind of cool if he shot somebody and was like, oops, and then just went about his day. Like, you know, we try not to, but sometimes. He'll be all right. Uh yeah, so they sneak away. Um, they steal one of the biplanes. Of course, you can fly that thing. Remar and the rest of the goons, they take off. They they get in a truck and they get some horses. Devil, the wolf, it runs over and starts barking at the phantom's horse. Like, hey, dude, come on. And they take off. The horse like, know nods exa- at him. Mm-hmm. They know exa- knows exactly what's up. God, I wish that horse would get shot. Yep. Uh... So as the biplane was taken off, they got shot at by the goons, and of course we get a uh, you know bullets in the gas reserve. So they're starting to leak fuel. How did guys blow up? This looks awesome. This whole scene of them on this plane trying to line it up over the horse. So basically, he realizes like shit, we got to get off this thing. He sets it at like a certain elevation, keeps the speed with what the horse is running up underneath him. The fastest T- horse ever. I mean, the plane is gaining. Resume Bob could not keep up with this plane. So I, there's no, I don't know. I don't know what they were feeding horses in 38, but Resume Res- Bob wouldn't have been able to save the Phantom. He was the stunt coordinator on this film when it came to the horse. They were They were feeding horses cocaine in the 30s, so... <laughs> But it looks great. It looks like there's... They go super fast, but they don't last too long. Yeah, yeah, just give them some cocaine and some of this bleach. Mm -hmm. The Kentucky Derby was about three seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Holy shit. If their hearts didn't explode at takeoff, statistically, they, they won the race. I bet on anybody that has resume, Bob. Phantom tells Diana to get down on the pontoon. 
he uh, he locks the stick. He jumps down behind her. He jumps down onto his horse, then has Diana jump down uh, onto the horse with him just as the plane flies into this fucking cliff. He takes off. Um, at this point, the goons in the truck and their horses, they catch up. And then I love this. He tells her to swing around behind me to become like his human shield because they're starting to shoot at him. Uh, Chase continues through the jungle. Uh, I forget what happens to the truck, like why it can't keep up. But we get down to the last two chasers on horses. Uh, the Phantom leads them through the jungle into this village with the rope people where they've set up like two nooses perfectly placed to fucking snatch up these dudes. My friends, um, the rope people. The rope people. <laughs> Um, Phantom takes Diana back to his lair, and what do you know? The entrance is shaped like a giant skull. Like a giant dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they no more get in there, and Phantom is immediately like, wait right here, will you? God damn it, I told you. If it doesn't have a skull on it, I won't wear it. He goes and digs through his treasure room and finds some black... So the Phantom knows everything that's in this room. Like, is there an inventory, like a yearly inventory that he does? Or this is clearly what he just stole from the fucking native people. Yeah, he finds a string of black pearls. Diana's immediately like, "Oh yeah, yeah, these are great," because he wants to give her something to remember him by. Although I don't think I'd have trouble remembering a guy in a purple suit who what? saved me from a bunch of pilot lesbians. Why doesn't he just tell her that he already knows her from New York City? He can't until he's betrothed to her. Remember his little speech at the end? So the captain shows up. He he tries to light up a smoke, and uh, Phantom's little buddy is like, there's no smoking in the skull cave. I thought Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. It's teaching kids good lessons, right? This you is can fight, fight, but don't kill. Thirty-eight, but Every it came out in person. ninety-six. We shouldn't even been seeing these people because it just would have been covered in cigarette smoke. That is true. It was the thirties. You could smoke anywhere. Like Phantom would have been riding his horse backwards because he would have been so fucked right. up on whiskey and That's why the cigarettes. Yeah, the plane scene is bullshit because it would have been so full of smoke. <laughs> it would have just been like Catherine Zeta Jones would have been like, Ugh, I'm gonna give my husband cancer now. Like, you goddamn Dude, did Michael cancer. Douglas get cancer from secondhand smoke? Like did she Yeah, Michael Douglas <laughs> here. Um guys. Yeah. It can happen. You know, the same stuff made out of vaginas is like the part of your, uh, rub your tongue on the side of your mouth. That's like the same stuff from vaginas. So that stuff, you smoke it, it goes into that thing, and it comes down when you swallow through your stomach area, into your lower intestines out whenever you urinate. And that's why I'm just a pussy hound telling you that's how I got it. I had a P, guys. What happened? Wow. <laughs> Michael Douglas, everybody. We just had a PSA from Michael Douglas. Oh, shit. Didn't he get cancer? 
He beat it, though. He beat the shit out of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the captain's there. They identify the signal from Diana's notes. Holy shit, it's the Sang Brotherhood. They're an ancient order of evil. Diana says her uncle is investigating some guy named Drax. Uh, he's powerful. He's investigating all this. He's, he's trying to figure out some, some supernatural power. Phantom tells her that uh, she needs to go back to New York. She doesn't want to go. Captain says, no one argues with the Phantom and wins. We cut to New York City. And we cut to a pee break. We're in the streets in New York. It looks great. We're on an obvious set here. Back lot. I miss this so much. Mm-hmm. I miss this look. Um, Drax pulls out the skull. It is beautiful. I used a little toothpaste on it. It polished right up. If you don't know what movie you're watching, this really hammers it home. Uh, Drax, he confronts Quill and Sala about the botched Diana kidnapping. He's so happy he has the skull, but he's like, but what happened here with Diana? Sala and Quill, they defend themselves by saying, like, the Phantom intervened. Like, this, this guy who just can't fucking be killed. Uh, Quill tells the story about how he killed the Phantom years ago. He put a 12-inch blade in his back, you know, all the way to the hilt. He's got this gun belt with a hole in it to prove it. Um, but Drax has the skull. He's happy. He says he's not worried about some jungle folk hero who's half a world away. Cut to our hero, Kit, getting out of a New York City cab. Travels fast. Yep. He tries to pay the cabbie, who is played by a guy who we all have seen. We don't know who this guy's name is, but he's been in, what, 500 movies? Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, he tries to pay the cabbie with some Bengala currency. Cabbie's not having it. He's like, oh, that's right. Uh, pulls out a sack full of jewels and just gives it to the cabbie. Uh, they're real and they're spectacular. Uh he tells them, yeah, they're all real and they're all fucking super valuable. So it should be enough to secure your services for the rest of the day. So, you know, hang out. We cut to Drax giving this PowerPoint presentation to his crew and some mobsters. So it's he sets this whole thing up for four people. Well, I was going to say this is every day that I go to work. This is the kind of meeting I hope I get pulled into where my boss presents a presentation about three mystical skulls that exist. Are you going to FaceTime us if it actually does happen? Oh man. I I think I'd be too happy. I would just be soaking it all in, man. God is dead. Drax says, but there is opportunity in chaos. Drax starts to go through this PowerPoint. He's telling him about the skulls of Tuganda. They are more powerful than any army. Once you get two skulls, they will show you the location of the third. One of the mobsters, Ray, he's giving Drax a hard time. He decides he wants out. Skulls, forces of darkness, this isn't right. I was an altar boy, for Christ's sake. The only power I believe in comes from the power of a gun. 
Drax tells him he can leave. Um, I thought he was going to say the power of God with the lead-in that he gave, but... Yeah, for real. Apparently, he now worships the almighty firearm. (laughs) It's a uh, thin line there between Jesus and... uh, well, we don't know what happened to him when he was a. We don't happen. We don't know what happened to him when he was an altar boy. That's true. I mean, it's true. You know, he could have shot a man. Yeah. <laughs> he went through a hard or, time. Some PTSD. Or, uh, yeah. Somebody we shot him. All right. That shot damn church him. is done. Anyway, Drax isn't having it. He fucking pulls a spear out of this fucking umbrella rack that he's got and just fucking chunks it across the room kills Ray and the uh, fucking it's awesome uh Drax says he knows where the second skull is um the police commissioner he hints at like getting um this museum shut down blah 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 but Drax is like no 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 I can't wait I want to go now uh we cut to Diana showing she shows up at her uncle's paper um the dude from before the one that was all over her when she was eating the mayonnaise sandwich he's there as well uh her uncle he surprises uh diana with kit she knows kit uh it's been six years they were friends at college jimmy is the guy's name uh he's all over diana up until uh kit's like yeah we were friends at college and then jimmy's just like immediately upset and jealous and like goes and sits by himself um they start talking. The uncle says that uh, Kit came by to, you know, shoot the shit and trade information about Xander Drax. They go on about these skulls. And Jimmy says, hey, I, I actually remember seeing a skull like that. And then does this weird, like, association of, like, hmm, let's see. Where was I? Um, was it as a birth? Was it a birthday party or something? Yeah, he was like, like- my mom. Oh, I remember seeing that when I was 12 years old in a great big room. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy has remembered every skull he's ever seen. Uh, He goes, oh, shit, that's at the Museum of World History. Um, They bust out on the street. The cabbie, he's just fucking excited. He's like, holy shit, I had those stones appraised. Uh, Yeah, you weren't fucking lying. So now he is just like all in loyal to kit where do you get those stones appraised in the like it's new minutes, york city it's new york city dude <laughs> he went two blocks and there was a guy walked down to the diamond district and mm-hmm. had him graded adam sandler was just in the street yelling i'm gonna come that's what i'm gonna that's what i was gonna say <laughs> go see howard uh in the back of the cab, Kit and Diana, they're they're chatting, you know. You just disappeared. What if, bitch, my what father if, died. What if that was the opening of Uncut Gems? <laughs> like the cabbie walking. Some cabbie running. New York up. City, nineteen thirty eight. How much is he worth? <laughs> I uh full disclosure, I have not seen Uncut Gems and I had the the ending ruined for me, so I was like, Well, what's the point? Oh, I just assume it, I just assume it's good time with that ending, right? Not really. No, nah, man. No. It's a whole different animal. It's good I like as my, hell, Bones. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I just can't. The old, the old ticker can't take that, you know? 
And then you'd say, well, if I can't sit through uncut gems, how can I fight Liam Neeson? How can I go five rounds? Mm-hmm. Right? How can beat you go you one round, round, dude? Yeah. So he'd beat you in the first round, dude. It really does bum me out that you guys aren't like on my like not even like bullshit and like yeah man yeah you know, sure hard you know how hard my life's been dude I'm you not gonna it. I'm not they gonna, get to the museum I'm not gonna sit and, here and lie to you so you walk up to Liam ne- Neeson and get your shit kicked in I'm gonna produce a TikTok video of me just training five years from now with that little electrical voice my friend said I could not beat Liam Neeson. Five years from now, when he comes on as a guest, like this episode's going to be brought up. I heard you were talking shit about me. Again, it's just I'm going to practice this. And five years from now, you could probably still kick your ass. I knew you were talking shit, and yet you continued. You're getting it. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. We get to the museum. So the whole cab ride over there, actually, it's like the stereotypical, where were you? You just disappeared. Kid says, bitch, my father died. Like, I I had to take over the family business. And, of course, it's 1938. It's not like you can just send a text. You know? Wait, who said this? The lady? Well, Diana's giving Kid a hard time. Like, where did you go? Okay, because we know that they know each other, and then he says, "Like my father died. Like I I, had to go home and take." I thought she was saying that, and I was like, "That's bullshit." Because in 1938, women didn't have any fucking rights. (laughs) They could vote by then. They couldn't drive. That's true. They still can't drive. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, So we get to the museum. Kit sees the skull. He's like, what the fuck? This is all wrong. It's the wrong culture, wrong century. It's like in a... That's what I do. Medieval little get up. What do you call that? Diorama? All right. So he's bitching about wrong culture, wrong century. He fucking... He doesn't even want to wait. Diana's like, I... My uncle knows somebody. Maybe we can get in here. He just fucking picks up a thing and smashes the glass. Steps in there and takes the skull. This is the jade skull. Uh, he no more gets out of the diorama and Xander Drax shows up. Uh, Drax does some bullshit about free snacks in the, another lobby or whatever and clears the crowd out. And like, Dan, it seems like you don't really like Treat Williams in this. I think this is like, the boardroom scene when he's given the little presentation and then this scene right here, like, like this, this is scene. where you're locked in, where uh, it's he's, great. So he takes the skull. He's got the bag. They throw it in a bag. Yeah. Um, the, the skull being in the bag with the silver skull, it starts to, cr- like, the bag starts to smoke. Um, Drax, he pulls both of them out. They start to light up. He puts them together. He is just fucking busting at the seams, like, show me the power. He's like all about this. Lights are flickering, grass, like the glass is breaking, the music is getting all ominous. I love this. He's just fucking excited as shit. Like, you start to get on his side. Like, Billy Zane's all bland and shit. Drax is like having a blast. Hell yeah, dude. That'd work for Drax. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's doing skull presentations. He's getting amped up in the, the museum. 
Drax is the guy who's like, yeah, we're going to have a fucking employee appreciation day. Mm-hmm. Bring out a fucking snow cone truck and a bouncy house. Be like, yeah. Fuck m- yeah. Yeah, Mr. Drax, let's buy and run that newspaper into the ground, dude. I am Just out board. of spite. Yeah. And then, yeah, Drax would end up loving having a column and shit. Mm-hmm. He'd be the first blogger. Show me the power. I love this. The eyes of the skull, they start fucking shooting a laser up onto this map that's up on the wall, pointing to a very specific location. And as we know, when two skulls are together, they will show the location of the third. The skulls have spoken. Kit and Diana, they're taken away by the crew. Uh, We're outside, but our loyal cabbie, he follows them. We're at Drax's office. Quill puts on some brass knuckles. You gotta love a brass knuckle gut punch, right? Uh, who are you, Kit Walker? You're gonna uh, love it when Liam Neeson pounds you in the ribs with a pair. Nope. I was gonna say, uh, could have used the fight. butterfly knife here. Fair fight. Now, if you're saying the gray Liam Neeson, I can't take the gray Liam Neeson. That's a hard motherfucker. Oh, you think you could take uh, Ice Rope? Raz al Ghul? I could take Raz al Ghul. Yep. Because I know all his tricks, dude. Raz al Ghul only made it through one movie. Batman made it through three movies. He's going <laughs> to blow that fucking blue lotus in your face and get you all fucked up. Yeah, and I'll have no fear. Fucking kick this motherfucker's ass. Batman made it through two movies and then just coasted through the third (laughs) to his yacht. Mm -hmm. Shit. All right, yeah, we get the brass knuckles to the gut. Um, At this point, Kit sees the, uh, the phantom skull belt that Quill has around his waist. Sala comes up and slaps the shit out of Diana. Now I'm one up on you. It's just a slap fight between these bitches. Um, Drax, he's at an off. He orders the goons to dispose of Mr. Walker. And then my favorite line of the movie, Sala chimes in, I get the body when you're done. So lesbian, necrophiliac, what is this lady? I, I might watch be a, her movie. That's what I want to see. I mm. Listen, I admit. Hard R. I like watching women shower. I have never asked for a, a dead woman's body, so maybe we need to get a little neon demon into this. Uh, I think the cell would thing. be Sala's favorite movie, right? She wouldn't hate it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so kids taken away. He's they're up in the stairwell. This is just so lazy. Uh, he gets away with very little effort, runs away into a machine room. Oh, is this where he does like the donkey kick? Where he just, yes. he just kind of like leans on the stair in front of him and then kicks his yes. back legs out. Yeah. I think they were trying to make the day on this one. They're like, eh, fuck it. Uh, so he quickly changes into his phantom get up, which I'm assuming he just has on underneath the hardest part was probably the eye makeup, right? Mm-hmm. A- applying that. Uh, they, f- the, 
yeah, Remar and the other two goons, they follow him into the uh, the machine room. We get this like Black Widow style choke out with his legs. Um, where he takes like two goons out at once. Real powerful legs the Phantom has. Uh, Quill shoots at him, but he slips away. He hops into an elevator shaft. Um, Drax has identified the location of the third skull. It's in the Devil's Vortex. Everyone else is freaked the fuck out. (laughs) They are freaked out. Now, in the boardroom uh, PowerPoint presentation, uh, the other mobster that was there is named Charlie. And he's been there sort of just off to the side the whole time. He is the the mob hookup for Drax. So he's sort of the the New York muscle for Drax. Uh, Drax is absolutely ecstatic that they're going to the devil's vortex. Everyone else is freaked out. Salah's like, nope, must be wrong. Like, do it again. Uh, Charlie says, isn't that where all those ships keep disappearing? And Drax is like, yeah, isn't it great? He's just having a fucking blast. Uh, Drax is not delaying. Like, let's let's move. So he goes down into the lobby. The police commissioner is there. He says, like, hey, you're getting a full uh, police escort to the airport. Drax says, have you heard the exciting news? We're going to the devil's vortex. Like, he, he's just telling everybody on the way. He also tells uh, the police commissioner that the phantom's loose and, like, just fucking shoot him. Like, he... Kill him. He's dangerous. Uh, the Phantom does a cool little trick where he uses his guns as brakes and slides down the elevator cables. Uh, gets down to the bottom. Just just makes it into the lobby like with a sweet little ninja roll instead of getting you know crushed by an elevator. He gets out to the street just as Drax and the crew um, take off. Phantom jumps in the back of the cab with our cabbie, um, but he's giving him kind of a hard time, like, who the fuck are you? Don't hurt me, you know. Yeah, can't recognize him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phantom has to mask. say, like, I'm a, fr- I'm a friend of Kit Walker. Like, go, follow them. But he no more says that, and one of the cops opens the, the door. Phantom's got to jump out. And it looks great because it's on this set. And it's like, you know, we built this fucking thing. Let's try to maximize our shots on it. He starts jumping across car rooftops, hops on a horse, and takes off. We got some police. They're on some motorcycles. They give chase. They get the job done, man. Yeah, they are just straight up shooting at this guy. Yeah, they got their orders. They are shooting. They're jumping shit, stairs, and all kinds. I'm like, God damn. Yep. Phantom leads him into the zoo. Uh, he lets he jumps off the horse, hops in one of the cages. Cops up. They uh, they start looking for him in one of the tiger cages. Tiger jumps at the cops, kind of scares him off. Never leaves the boat, man. Mm-mm. Phantom kind of sneaks out of the shadows, gives a little good girl to the tiger. Um, if he had just waited like fifteen seconds and let the cops kind of walk and turn the corner. He'd have been fine, but he's too excited. They spot him. They start shooting at him again. We cut to Drax and the crew. Drax, he's telling Diana that, uh, you know, Phantom's not coming. Sala, she's in the front seat. She starts talking shit. Um, Says that he's probably dead already. 
And Diana just straight up asked her, like, why are you so mean? And this, like, noticeably affects Sala. Like, she immediately shuts up and faces for, And she has... Nobody's ever asked her this. Why are you like this? She's just putting it on, man. You say putting it on. She, dude, she's got a full turn she's, coming up. Well, that that's what I mean. You know, this whole persona up until now, oh. she's just... Uh, She's trying to play like the the tough guy, but at the end of the day, she's just a lady who's down to clown, even with a corpse. So, but the and the problem is, is that the corporate structure rewards that because she's obviously the leader of these lesbian pilots, mm-hmm. right? And she probably got there because of her willingness to be mean, guys. And now she's alone. This whole episode, we've been bringing women down, and what I preach at my home is we build women up girls build each other up and that's what happened here i haven't been down on women this episode dude karan i think you need to take a rewind i was celebrating this lady's kink yeah i saw a lady doing deadlifts the other day and i said hey that's a way to build back better you understand yeah they might be taking my 12 weeks of uh, that's a it's a biden that's a f you biden Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I don't think one point training is enough. We got to do something about this climate. You know what I mean? Eh, fuck it. We got sunscreen. We'll be all right. We need a climate core led by women. I'm ready to walk around. That are nice to each other. I'm ready to walk around in knee-deep water all day. So, (laughs) Split-second style? Yeah. Give me... Give me that duster, baby. Yeah. We we can't spend all this money, but we can buy every U.S. citizen their own duster. It you know what? It would be interesting to like lay out all of the movies we've done so far to see how far away we are from that environment. And Split Second is so sadly, it's sadly so close. You know what I mean? Like we, that's in the future, and London's flooded, but. Guys, you think on Robot the, Jocks is just on the other side of of split second. You think on the the we used to be buds tour 2021, we're gonna go to a strip club and then like some chicks just gonna reveal her tits and they're gonna be silver. Be like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. It is true. And then I'll I'll look a dog right in the face and be like, You saw him, didn't you? I'll be like, why is there a dog? Piece of shit. Damn, I'm drunk. You saw him, you piece of shit. (laughs) And I'll go in the bathroom and be like, I think a lady was murdered in there, guys. If only she had somebody to come creep on her. Where did we go in Waynesville where we went to the bathroom and there was an inch of water in there? That? Okay, so that was like my 22nd birthday. This is a while ago. I remember this night. That was like a downtown hole in the wall. Was that Twilight? The Twilight Bar? I think it was. The it Twilight might be. Bar. I'd be surprised if that place still existed. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Kron. I think this was. You might have been in Nashville already. Yeah, there were a few of us there. We were but shooting you, pool and shit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the people there when we came in were upset. <laughs> 
because I I think like they were of them. yeah they were some definite like barfly townies here, here. having some serious conversations that were affected by these twenty year olds. Here comes you had to a, go past. Here go comes ahead. a bunch of assholes that are going to complain about the water in the bathroom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you went in there and you were like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. We stayed though. Oh, yeah, they had cheap beer. It was like two bucks of beer. Or yeah. I think she ran out. <laughs> just for you. That's why we Just left. for you guys. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's, she only normally has three customers. And now triple that. <laughs> that was like $2. Yeah, give me six. <laughs> yeah. You know how I put away beers. You know how I put away $7 beers, let alone $2 beers. All right. So the Phantom, he's... He's finally back with the cabbie. He's caught up with them. The ghost of Kit's dad appears again. Um, Kit asks about uh, about the belt. Uh, ghost dad tells, uh, you know, hey, uh, I used Quill as like a tracker. He like led me to something. He betrayed me. Uh, the whole time the cabbie is like freaked out by Kit basically just talking to himself. And Ghost Dad, he's excited that Kit has decided that Diana is the woman that he wants to marry. Um, they get to the dock uh, just as Drax's plane takes off. Phantom dives in, ends up hopping up and riding on the pontoon, which I'm guessing is ours. Like he just crossed the Atlantic Ocean riding on the outside of this thing. Yeah. Uh uh, at this point, we cut inside to the plane. The uh, mobster Charlie and Quill, they're like eating sandwiches. And one of them burps. And my wife actually asked me if that was me that burped. And I had to defend myself and say, no, that was in the movie. I had to pause the movie, back it up a few seconds. Because the audio quality on the Phantom is so good, it sounds like the burp is coming from in the room. Uh, I will note that your, Sam's your review wife of this watched this movie. She was working as I was working as well. Her note on this movie was: "This movie looks great." She was like, "How is this from '96? It looks great." I was like, "Yeah, it look. It's the difference in like film oh. and people taking their time." And shooting and lighting a movie. Whereas now you just fucking open that aperture up, shoot the shit, and then color correct all you want later on. Pull that iPhone out. Yeah, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll edit it out later. Well, I'll say my wife watched like the last hour of this movie. And maybe halfway through that hour, I was like, oh yeah, this is the Phantom. And she was like, I know, I've seen this. It's like, <laughs> and you hadn't seen it, Kron? No. Did you ask her, like, when? No, it was just like, you've seen this before? She was like, yeah, I've seen The Phantom. And I was like, all right, whatever. Now, we all know my wife is one hell of a supportive lady. Dan, your wife barely tolerates you. I've been married longer <laughs> than both of you idiots. Yes. So, I think 
Kron, your wife, her reaction to this show, I would want the most. Like, I, I think she liked the Phantom at least. I mean, okay, the, sh- the show. She listened to it like a couple times, and she was like, eh, "I don't know." That's fair. It's but not- she supports you doing it, right? Yeah, of course. That's how Sam is. She's like, "I'm, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you, I'm glad you three think you're funny." Till the money comes in. There's no money in this. There's money. Sam literally said, I think it's cute that you guys make each other laugh. Uh, and I went, oh, that's that hurts, babe. Because I know I'm funny. And handsome. I'm the funniest. <laughs> I'm the most uh, handsome. Sala, she sees the island and they land. Um so our crew with Drac, we got Drax, Sala, Quill, and Mobster Charlie, and then we've got the kidnapped Diana. I do not understand why Mobster Charlie is here at this point. Like, what is the point of bringing this guy? And then we immediately get our answer a little later. So I'm glad he's there. Uh, Phantom, he dives off the plane. He sw- sort of swims ahead. We start to see the Devil's Vortex. Reminds me of this place called Spanish Steps that I used to swim at in Guam. It's very picturesque. Feels like somebody else's life whenever I think about it. Uh, Drax and his crew, they start to paddle into this cave. Drax is absolutely loving this shit. He's like fucking Washington up on the front of this boat. Uh, History is about to be made and you're all a part of it. An unequal part, of course, but an important part nonetheless. Raph pulls up and we've got this like town sort of built into this cave. Uh, the crew, they pull up, they, they drop the raft, and they get out, and then they are met by these like old pirate-looking goons. Um, one of them starts to put their hands all over Diana, like, I want this one. I think she says something like, fat chance or whatever. Um, I will say these are the nicest goons that I've ever witnessed. Like, nobody's trying to rape her at all. Oh, I took it as this guy was trying to. Yeah, I think they are. That's exactly. In as much as you can do in a PG-13 movie, Dan. Yeah, he immediately is like, oh, I want this one. And then Sala steps in and like knees him in the groin. Uh, And then the goons, they all draw their guns and shit. And then Quill is like, my brothers, wait, 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 wait. Like, and shows his Sang tattoo. Like, I'm one of you. All right, and now I have I noticed an editing or staging error in this, okay? So when the goons pull up, there's like a big fat one that's bald. And if I get some time, I'll f- send you guys this clip. He is standing in the back of all of the gang of the pirates that meet them. He is not the one that tries to take Diana or get need in the groin. But when... Solid knees the one dude. Quill shows his tattoo and stops everything. There is a shot of this fat pirate guy knocked out in the back. And they're like, follow us. And they all leave. And this fat guy is just like racked out on this rope. So I don't know if they originally shot this as like there was more of a fight and he got knocked out. Or he was the one that was initially going to try to the rape Diana or something. I don't know, but he just random. He's 
in the back of them and then ends up in the back of the shot just like passed out on these ropes. It's really, it's so bad that it sticks out. Maybe he's a narcoleptic and he just passed out, you know? It it could be. I don't know. That could happen in pirate communities. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't have sleep apnea masks, so this yeah. guy's probably not getting proper airflow through the night. Plus, that cave's probably real, you know, not getting great airflow. Probably real musky. Mm-hmm. Musky? Musty? Musty. <laughs> My man smells like cigarette smoke when your mom borrowed it. Kron's favorite part. Mm-hmm. Halloween Kills starring Lenny Clark. Mm-hmm. It should have been. <laughs> so uh, Sala has saved Diana from this pirate raper. She says, I think us girls should stick together. So now we see her starting to change for the better, right? Like, wait a minute. I, I, I have been mean. So the crew, they're led by the pirate guys to uh, another pirate ship. And we're presented with the captain of the Sang Brotherhood. Uh, Kobai Sang. You might recognize this guy from Mortal Kombat. Uh, he wants to know why Drax has come. Drax presents the skulls. Drax wants to make a deal with Sang. Sang is having none of it. Besides, you don't have the fourth skull. What fourth skull? The fourth skull controls the power of the other three. Mobster Charlie, he's just had enough. He pulls his gun out on Sang. Uh, and then Dan's favorite part of the movie, Sang just <laughs> tells his goon to fire the cannon. How do you and, not get out of the way of a fucking mo- cannonball? Uh, Mobster Charlie <laughs> is shot in the chest and flies 100 yards That's into ever, the water. Never to be it, seen again. That's a good question, Dan. Why don't you ask a bunch of people from the Civil War why they didn't get out of the way of a cannonball? <laughs> Those were orders, dude. They had to stay like that. That was their strategy back then. But no, if somebody's lighting up a goddamn cannonball, you have enough time to get the fuck a mile out of the way. Dan, can I request that you post that clip on Instagram? Which one? Of Charlie getting shot in the chest. Can you film your television? It doesn't even need to be the best quality. It's great. I love it. Really it. Is. Yeah. It's it it to me is just above uh the partner getting blown out the window in uh split second. <laughs> well the which was incredible wire work. The lead up to that cannonball thing is weird too cuz it's it's kind of like Drax and the pirate. They've not come to a, an agreement, but they're on like okay terms. And then Charlie just runs in and he's like, it's every man for himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like that Sang just basically treats him as such. <laughs> like, hey, we were talking, but if you're going to run your mouth, you get the cannon. You know. Uh, he ain't really going to shoot me with a cannon. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So Quill, he just goes back to his like move that worked before. He presents himself as a follower and soldier. Shows his tattoo. I've killed the Phantom. Sang says, big deal. Lots of us have killed him. Um, by this point, Sala has seen the Phantom, who's been kind of hanging up in the rafters, like up at the top rafters. He's up at the top of the cave, the top of the ship. Um, Drax says, well, you're going to love this. 
she's his girlfriend and points to Diana. Uh, saying is all about this. Bring her here. Phantom has good taste. Uh, Drax is like all stoked that this somehow worked. He's like, good, personal pleasure. I overlooked that one. What do you say? Girl for the skull and I'm out of your hair. The Phantom at this point swings down and kicks Sang in the chest. Uh, he starts shooting the swords out of all a bunch of the other goons. Uh, we get that cool little crossover, that 90s you know, pistol crossover. You know what I'm talking about. Gets a little biflex or a bif biflex. You guys had a biflex machine, right? A, a bowflex. A, a bowflex, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. No, he's like been he's drinking. I am hammered. Uh, I really am. I. It it hit me when we were talking about the zoo. I was like, oh shit. Uh, so this lets him really flex the biceps. You know, it look this is like this is the type of shit. 11-year-old Bones was eaten up in a trailer. All right, so we get some pirate fights. Uh, Sala and Diana, they start fending off the pirates. Did you guys see Sala, like Catherine Zeta-Jones, just like flips, like her body doubles, like poorly timed. It doesn't look very good, but it's fun. Uh, Drax kind of whispers to Quill, like, run away. So they grab the bag. They take off. Phantom and Sang, they square off. Phantom uses the gold skull. Uh, he's like using it to block some of the swings of Sang's knife. Uh, he starts blocking attacks from other pirates. This pisses Sang off. He fucking comes up and stabs one of them in the side. Like, this is my fight. Uh, earlier, we saw as the, the raft was coming up, there's these, uh, we saw like some shark fins through the water you know that of was some course. foreshadowing yep uh so saying has the phantom cornered uh he says you're not a mortal i know your secrets phantom he uh takes a diving swing at the phantom but the phantom jumps up and grabs this chain saying falls into the water and is immediately chewed up by his pet sharks uh i think phantom says something like you'll take him to your grave or something here right like some little snarky line. Yeah, he swings back over. He gets a little quip in there. Yeah. Uh, Diana, Sala, and the Phantom, they take off. They find an old submarine. Sala's like, whoa, like we ain't getting out of here in that. Uh, Phantom says, I'll, I'll line you up. I'll shoot you out. We get some, some classic lever pulling. Real satisfying lever pulling. Uh, guys, no time to die. Some satisfying le- uh, lever pulling in the third act of that. I think he said lever three different ways. I, did I? Le- a lever? Leather. Lever? Yeah. Leather? You, you said lever, leather, and lever. I've admitted to my hammeredness. Do you guys say vase or vase? Man, I'm so unhinged right now. God damn. Too many beers. Answer the question. I'd say vase. Vase. Vase, okay. I normally say lever. Lever, if I'm being an asshole, and leather when I'm misspeaking. Do Come say, on, man. Do you say vase or vase? I say vase. And you think you're going to beat Liam Neeson? 
What? This is a physical fight, not a. I can just tell on the on the way you pronounce Vaz that you're gonna lose. He'll be so impressed with my proper pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Here's a callback to uh, a certain friend if they're listening to this episode. How do you guys say grocery? Do you say grocery or grocery? Grocery. Yes. Yeah, grocery. Yeah, Going this was a grocery store. This was a a drag out fight one night. <laughs> it's grocery, and you know who you are out there listening. Anyway, fascinating, just real satisfying leather pulling uh, towards the end here. Um, Quill he sneaks up on the Phantom. Phantom drops the gold skull while dodging around. Quill saying, "I already killed you." We get some punches. And this is where Kid admits, no, you killed my father. He beats the shit out of him. He's got him locked up with a chain around this railing. Uh, unfortunately, Drax, he picks up the third skull. The other two, they start to float up in the air, and the three of them combine. Uh, Phantom's still beating the shit out of Quill. He takes the his father's uh, gun belt back. Drax, at this point, he's grabbed the three skulls. They start shooting this fucking wicked laser. Quill calls for Drax's help. <laughs> Drax is like, what is it? And turns real fast and leads the laser right into Quill. Poof. He just gets fucking Thanos snapped. Uh, Cheech and Chong, man, up in smoke. Yeah. At Drax, he is just fucking impressed by the power of these skulls. Who needs a fourth skull? He is just fucking having a blast shooting this laser. Uh, fourth laser guy or fourth skull guys turns out to be the Phantom's ring. That's why uh, I called him a fucking liar. He kn- no, he knew about the skulls, and then he starts to give this little thing about I had this thing. I never really knew what it was for. Now I know. We get a classic laser fight. Okay, so Drax is shooting this green skull laser at the Phantom who's blocking it with his ring. He's got the purple power. I don't understand what prompts your laser to force into the other person's laser. Beats of power. I think it's just yeah. how hard you strain while you're... Right. Laser's well, going. as we know, Phantom has a biflex machine back in the cave. So he's straining real hard. Uh, I mean, just classic back. Harry Potter does it. You know, Star, Star, Star Wars. Wars does it. Some somebody explain. I get that the lasers are coming from you, but big what trouble. If I push if I push closer, big to trouble. You, then you push closer to me. I'm gonna win. That's, yeah, that's but is it mental saying. fortitude? I don't know. It's, I bet I could beat Liam Neeson in a laser fight. It's just lasers, dude. I mean, lasers are lasers, bro. Science mm-hmm. is still out on how this would all pan out. It's like yeah. the vaccine. We don't really know, but. Well, there goes all that progressive goodwill we earned earlier in the show. So this is just really an excuse for Billy Zane to show off that physique that he works so hard on. You know, he's just straining the fuck out of. Dr- at fucking Treat Williams is at a 45 degree angle leaning into this laser. He has the high ground. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. That earned us a few downloads. Uh, Drax, he's just all into this. Unbelievable. He is so fucking impressed. But sadly, the Phantom, he's just able to flex and concentrate more. He shoots his purple laser, overtaking the skulls. Boom. Dress explodes. He, he's fucking laughing as he dies too. It's awesome. Honestly, died died doing what he loved. So yeah, being a fun little villain. Yeah. yeah. What, what other way? Fucking yeah. around in a cave with some skulls, man. That's all that guy wanted to do. Devil talk, lasers, skulls. Fuck yeah, dude. This guy was a total satanist. <laughs> uh. Right as this hap- or after this happens, the Phantom, he dives into the water. So he had launched that submarine. Uh, he manages to grab a chain that was being pulled by the submarine. They get away. Right as the island just, I would say, explodes. It kind of implodes on itself. Diarrhea. The mm-hmm. diarrhea flames. Yeah. It's like Taco uh, Bell Diablo sauce. We're at the end here. We cut back to the cave. The Phantom, he's walking Diana through the Phantom's lineage. He's telling her that, you know, we're not immortal. We're just basically 25 dudes in a row. It was my, you know, ancestor who came across the the native people. So we didn't really talk about the sort of white savior complex. Yeah, we don't need it. That is the Phantom, you know. It's in there. I guess but. the yeah the Phantom sort of gets left out of the white save you know the the avatars and the dances with wolves, you know. We can cut that shit out. We don't need it. We don't need white phantoms anymore. Um, anyway, for some reason Diana's got to leave now. They basically say her plane's ready. Um, it is a personal biplane. I don't get why they have to leave at a specific... I mean, I'm guessing charting and weather or whatever. Uh, so they go out to the beach. It's the Phantom and Diana. And Sala's there. She's good now. She waves at him. Uh, Kit presents himself to her. Uh, you know, she knows it's Kit, actually. Like, you know, take off your mask. How'd she put it then, together? Of course, I mean... Yeah. I wonder. Dude, she's so smart. Uh, we get the classic thing of the mask comes off and the eyeliner goes away. Basically, he says, I can't reveal all my secrets. I can only ever reveal my identity, the woman I'm supposed to marry. She plays uh-huh. coy. Ha, ha, ha. Her and Sala, they fly off. Kit's dad appears. He approves of Diana. Um, Or no, that was earlier in the cave. He was like sort of stoked. Get in there. You know, get in them guts, boy. That's what he's saying to him. That is weird when your parents are like, when are you going to give me a grandchild? It's like, you know what's involved in that? <laughs> anyway, uh, so they fly off. We get a little voiceover from the dad. Basically, it just means that uh, Diana will be back. You could tell they were trying to set up some sort of sequel, maybe. Uh, the Phantom hops on his horse. He kind of rides with them as they fly away. Diana and Sala fly into the sunset. The end. All right, listener. I was so hammered, we had to pause recording. So this is actually the next day. I'm sober now. I, n- I never quit how, drinking. How about that fan? Oh, you've been drinking 36 hours straight? Yeah, dude. 
How about that Phantom, huh? What a flick. Came and went. They don't make them like that anymore. Folks, upon further research, the Phantom was released June 7th, 1996. Based on Lee Falk's comic strip, uh, I believe it started as a newspaper comic. Um, The budget of this film was $45 million. The box office for this film was $23.5 million. What a bummer. It's Mm -hmm. a stinker. Shot in California, Thailand, and Australia. Um, Although it did lack a theatrical release, uh, it was a bomb. But it did have success on VHS and DVD. Uh, I I don't think I got to see it in the theater. I watched it on video. I think it would have definitely been a video. And like I said, I watched it when it came out, and this was the first time I've watched it since. And you said shot in Australia. Winter is Australian, right? Winter. The director? I think he's an Australian guy. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Could be. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Has developed uh, a cult following. There's probably a cult out there for most films, right? You got three people on the internet talking about one film. (laughs) That's a cult movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Zane signed on for two sequels, but due to box office uh, bomb, they did not proceed with those two. In 2008, Paramount uh, was thinking about doing a sequel and wanted uh, the original cast to come back for that. But instead, they ended up putting out the TV show. So uh, that never happened. Zane never got that call. Uh, Billy Billy got into very good shape for this film. When he first tried out, they did have pads in the suit for his muscles, but they didn't need it whenever he came back because he was just so fucking ripped. Who said that? Billy Zane? Uh, I was just on, uh, what's it called? That one website that, we don't really use. That, yeah. That's from just Dan's notes. <laughs> He's ripped. He really is. He is ripped for sure, but that also feels like... I Something been, somebody says, like, you know, I came in and they had put all these pads. I said, guys, I don't think we're going to need all these pads, you know. Might have been listening to a little Linkin Park that night. Who knows? Uh, Zane. They weren't around. Chester Bennington hadn't found his voice in the 90s. Zane, uh, turns out, is a giant fan of the comic strip. So uh, that's why he kind of wanted to, to push for this film. Bruce Campbell was uh, originally considered for the role. Nope. Yeah, I don't see that. I either. could have seen him as like a person in this movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like a goon of Drax or something. You can't have Bruce Campbell wearing just an eye mask. That chin would be <laughs> too big. Just begging to be punched and shot. You know, like. Can you imagine uh, what Bruce Campbell's having to wear in the pandemic? Like, he's got a bed sheet over his face, right? Like, Just a t-shirt, man. In 1970, uh, pre-production did start on a low-budget Phantom uh, starring Adam West from Batman fame, uh, but never finished due to character rights. 
And uh, Joe Dante was originally slated to direct along I did, with... I saw his name in the credits that he produced, right? Uh, he might have, yeah. And Joel uh, Schumacher as well was tossed around. Batman oh, nipple guy. Oh, there, there would have been a lot of Phantom Ass. All over this place. Oh, yeah. And like I said, that's that's all I really got for research, gentlemen. Let's play our game so we can uh, shit on each other. If you're just tuning in because you have a you're a part of the four people that are uh, in the Phantom Cult, we play a game called Rate My Letterboxd, where uh, we each we covered what? it, so now we're all three in as well. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But I don't want that to be a giveaway. Okay. For the game, so we each take turns. Trying to figure out if we can uh, pick each other's letterboxed score. Then we'll take the average of that score. The fan will end up, it's forever home. Well, I shouldn't say forever home. On the big list, it's overall ranking, so the five-day rentals picks. We do take this seriously because we have a convoluted ranking and point system, which... Uh, will be important 10 episodes from now for a review show, but I won't go into that. So this was my pick. So I will go last. Kron, I'm selecting you to go first. Wow. Let's play Rate My Letterboxd. Uh, I'm going to go Dan 2.5. I'm going to go with Bones a 3. I am going Kron. A 2.0. I'm going Bones. A 2.5. Dan, 2.0. Kron, 2.5. Kron Howard. Kyle, please expose yourself. Yeah, I would, uh, I think I'm a 2.5 on this. Uh, this movie, it's not bad at all. Like, this was a ton of fun to watch. Um, lots of good sets. Like, everything looks amazing on it. Um, Treat Williams gives the best performance I've seen him give so far. Uh, my only problem is the movie just it just feels right down the center to me, right? Like it's neither great yeah. nor awful. It's just a perfectly like five out of 10, you know, that's where it belongs and that's where it right. goes. So that's kind of where I came down on it. Cool. Laundry man. Oh, gentlemen, this, uh, It's a difficult one. This proves some things in Bones' world that I might get into, <laughs> I might not. Um, no, uh, let's unpack that. Come on. All right. This is this is a pop tart with no frosting on it. Okay, that's how I came down to this. Although. They sell those. I, People buy them like that. I know. I, I've seen them. You are a fucking lunatic if you do buy those. 
Or but you, you just say diabetes. unfrosted. You don't say without frosting on it's, them. It's they still, just call them unfrosted. They figured out a way. Unfrosted, no frosting, whatever. But this film still has the Pop-Tart gooiness in the middle. So it's not a total loss. Okay? I will say that my rating for Bones' last pick, Mastermind should be a 2.5 or a 2.0 i'm sorry because i would rather watch this than masterminds i think um but i will say i think i would rather watch nothing but trouble over this i think i think it's just a little more fun could have used a little more action as cron said yeah it's kind of down to center it's not you're just kind of okay with it. Like, all right, I watched that movie. Um, so gentlemen, I'm going with a 2.0. That's not right down the center. That's left of center. Oh my God. It's a five point scale. So guys, I'm a 3.5. on the Phantom <laughs> Because Dan, I think this is... You got more explaining to do than me. I think this is a frosted Pop-Tart. It's just not heated up. <laughs> you know, it's just a like, what is a Pop-Tart without the toaster? That's That's how I would put this. I think this is just a classic story. Obviously, it's based on some other material, but if you're trying to really get, like... There is this thing, and he does this, and he go like it. It just delivers on that so well. There are parts of it that just feel so classic and fun. You can't help but smile. That plane scene, just whenever like Devil the Wolf shows up, it's just it's fun. I'm not saying it's great, but I did have this thing with Sam. I was trying to explain. I think sometimes a lot of people say like I'm sitting down to watch this movie, and I'm gonna rate it. And you start out as zero, right? Like, and you work your way up. I like to think that I start at like a three. Like you at least made a movie, you wrote a movie, you conceived it, you got all these people together, you start, you shot it, you edited it and everything. And this, it, it doesn't fall apart. Like the movie holds up. Treat Williams is having a fucking blast. Billy Zane is like naturally charming. I do wish there was maybe one more set piece with him it would have been cool to set something up another set of goons another fight in new york or you know maybe he stopped yeah. something in new york that would have been great i agree with that um and that would have been awesome but i there's just so many weird there's such weirdness to it like sala being horny and wanting his dead body a mayonnaise sand like there's just so much like fun stuff into it that i realized like the second time when I was watching this to take notes, I was like, I'm not bored. Like I'm having fun with this. It's it's over it's so over the plate, so I agree with you, Kron, but it veers on the side of fun that I gotta give it that extra point. So three point five for me. Kron, would you like to talk about its place on the big board? Yeah, so the Phantom would have a score from us of two point six seven. 
It would be number 25 out of 38 on the list. It is right below the cell and right above full contact. Wow. I'm going to look up its letterbox score because I do think... It's a 2.4. Uh, 2.4. So we're sl- we're slightly higher thanks to me. Okay. Uh, for our rate my letterbox points, Dan ended the night with a 0.5. Kron, you got a point, and I got two points. Now, so what are, what are even... Our totals? As of right now, after Halloween Kills and The Phantom, I would have two points. Bones would have three points. Dan would have one point. <laughs> would you recommend this movie, even with those with those letterbox scores? I would. I would probably rather watch this than the 50 Marvel movies I haven't seen, to be yeah. honest with you. So, yeah. There is more life in this than half of the Marvel movies. For sure. It's at least fun. I had an enjoyable yeah. time watching it. They didn't make it three and a half hours long. <laughs> I think it just depends on the person you're talking to. I mean, if a dude that's totally into Marvel movies, I don't think like this would be at the rally. But You don't think so? Nah. I'd be like, that shit was boring, bro. Versus spaceships. I will say, uh, I don't know if I've gone and sucked the dick of the show community on this podcast enough and its short run. Um, Billy Zane shows up in the sixth season, the Yahoo season, and delivers one of the best guest spot performances of the show. Um, I think a lot of people, when they watch Titanic, maybe... I know Sam, she even... Like, I was joking and, like, quoting his shit from Titanic occasionally when I was taking notes, and she was like, I can't not see him, you know, or I can't see him and not think of Titanic, but anybody's performance in Titanic, I think, is more associated with the dialogue that they're having to deliver in Titanic, not necessarily their performance as an actor, but... You see Demon Knight, girl. Yeah. Hell, watch Sniper. He's great in fucking Sniper, too. Um. Anyway, I just didn't want to get out of here without, you know, giving Billy Zane a little bit of prop. Hey, we're a pro-Billy Zane podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Treat, and Treat Williams, Williams yeah. is even above Billy Zane, so. Treat Williams is a fucking golden god on this goddamn show. Just is he alive though? Can somebody tell Rest tweet peace, at us? Rest in tell peace. us he's alive. Gone too soon, treat. Fellas, thanks for watching the Phantom with me. Oh, you're welcome, man. I, I look forward to your picks for Wear a mask, please. One of you is uh having to reveal that pick when we come back for our after-hour shows. But for right now, let's lock this thing up. Guys, for Laundry Dan, Cron Howard, I've been Bones. This has been Five Day Rentals. Crash and Burn. Buddies forever. Crash and Burn. (laughs)
sound from way back. Hey, hey, hey. welcome back, y'all, to the After Shower Show. We just covered uh, The Phantom from 1996, so uh, hope you enjoyed all that. Uh, that's uh, starting off with a new category with Wear a Mask, Please. And uh, I'm Laundry Dan, and I'm going to bring you into the next flick in this category, the second pick. Um, Karan has the third, obviously. He's going to reveal that after uh, my sweet-ass pick. Yeah. We already know what's coming down the pike. I mean, we know as a podcast, but we're not going to say that Kron has already ruined, like, half of his fucking categories already. So, um, did a lot of research for this one, gentlemen. Did everybody get their showers in, by the way? Clean, squeaky. Kron, you don't look as red. Yeah, I have a problem. I got to lotion up post-shower in order to get this suit on. It's getting a little drier outside, you know, a little colder. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Weird, I see. At least now that since I've cut my hair, I can get the top of the suit up over. Yeah, are you, so. you a Jedi or something? What do you do? Halloween's pretty close. Well, it's not a hood. I mean, it's the top of this. This is a onesie, you know? Well, you lotion up. I sand up after the shower. Oh. Dry back out. We get it. You're excited for Dune. Goddamn reptile God over damn. there. <laughs> Fucking sandworm cron over here. <laughs> uh, no, guys, we're not covering Dune on two-day rentals. Uh, sorry. I wanted to, but, uh, you know. It was not a conversation. Cron can't make it ever to a theater. We did Halloween. Yeah. That was the two-day. We don't need to... I... We don't need to be recording I, every other day on this thing. I, I do not understand the logic of releasing Dune this month. It's the same with Last Duel. Why did you release that now? Last Duel should be a November movie. The last why why would be why released would, on Christmas. I don't Yeah, but why would you put anything in October against Halloween? Snow in it or some shit? I don't know. Last Duel? Yeah. No, there's no snow. It's just awesome fucking knights fighting. And, <laughs> Go see and, the last and duel, apparently. Adam Driver having to just like, the accusation is false constantly throughout the movie. It's Rashomon. Yeah. With medieval times, right? Goddamn, Adam Driver is fucking great. He's Can you imagine? Been a great actor. He's fucking great, yeah. Even Ben Affleck's fucking amazing in The Last Duel. Go watch Last right, Duel. All right, hey, Dan, what's not, your fucking pick? Let's not jump to conclusions here with... Ben Affleck. Speaking you can be of great Affleck, in a movie. We're not watching a Ben Affleck movie at all. Like I said, did a lot of research, gentlemen. Um, came up with a few, just a little too slow. Um, I know Kron wanted to mention, he mentioned the uh, horror element of Mask. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys will see where he goes with that next week. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to take us back to Italy, gentlemen. And I'm going to bring you a movie that's directed by Mikael Slovini. 
and it's from 1987. Finally get out of the fucking 90s here. And it's a movie called Stage Fright. Uh, It is under some multiple titles. Uh, The way you guys are going to look it up, gentlemen, is called Stage Fright Aquarius. And it is located on Shutter or Tubi, whichever you prefer. But uh, we're going to go into a little Italian horror again. And um, it's a little, about a play. What the fuck? Let's just say uh, an owl is going to be involved in our uh, in our choice here, or my choice here, I guess. So there you go. Um, Stage Fright, like I said, on Shutter and Tubi, I think it's Stage Fright Aquarius. Yep. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to call it Stage Fright. Original title, Deliria? Yeah. And the Italian title, yes. Okay. Are we looking at a uh, dubbed? It is thing? dubbed. Okay. Thank God. Can't be fucking reading. So there you go, gentlemen. Um, Dan, once again, coming in with the culture. Yeah, you know. Taking, um, taking us foreign here. There is a ton of Italian horror that is just bonkers. So, uh, you know, won't be the last time, I'm sure. All right. Well. Can't wait to watch the age of Aquarius. This is so far from the one I thought you would pick. Yeah, uh, Bones said I mentioned a movie. Maybe Vanilla Sky. Not sure. Mm-mm. No, that's not a mask. And that's his the face. whole. I I here's the deal. I was leaning into this particular actor this whole episode. Treat Williams. No, Billy it's Day. a guy that I know I couldn't take. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. Can you think of a movie that Liam Neeson would wear a mask in? Darkman? Oh, yeah, buddy. I was setting you up for Darkman. Like eight episodes ago, you are like, i never seen Darkman. And I thought, I'm going to make Dan pick Darkman. Hmm. (laughs) All right, well. We'll get to Darkman eventually. Kron will pick Darkman before I will. No, he won't. He hates Sam Raimi. I'll probably... I don't hate Sam Raimi. I'll probably pick it. I know. Well, at least this is streaming. Because I'm a little bummed it's not Dark Man, but... You guys know it's not going to be... 75% of the time, it's not going to be a movie you ever heard of. All right? No, I know. I'm going to bring the family fun. You're going to bring some foreign gobbledygook. And Kron's going to come out of nowhere with some wild card-ass pick. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Dan, I've heard of Curtain Call Aquarius, so... <laughs> I've heard of it. That's what I'm saying. He, he sits here and he I thought pokes, this was Stage Fright Aquarius. Yeah, he, alternate title. He pokes fun at all of my picks, but when it comes down to a rewind show, he's popping... Point fives up to my picks. 
Sounds like somebody's getting a negative .5 next round. I did. Getting too cocky. From you. Last round, I got one. Yeah, I'm going to move it down again. Ladies and gentlemen, join us next week for Stage Fright Aquarius or Stage Fright from 1987. Uh, It's on Shudder and it's on Tubi, so there's no excuses not to watch it. Um, Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Um, Let's go, Brandon. Halloween Kills is out. Unhinged is out. Go get them. From all of us at the Five Day Rentals Podcast, we mm-hmm. love you and support you and all of what you're doing. Unless it's, you know. Unless it's fucking weird or something. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're <laughs> like do a that. racist. Don't be a racist, you know, like that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, do you, man. Our lady, whichever one. Uh, crash and burn before I crash. Do you, man. Crash and burn. Do you, Aquarius. Steven Seagal here for Five Day Rentals Podcast. I wanted to let you know that I do believe that Bones will kick Liam Neeson's ass. I have over many events shown Bones my brand of karate. I've given him ointments, and I am a fighter. I've shown many people how to fight, and Bones has it in him. You can follow along with the saga if you continue to follow and subscribe to 5 Day Rentals Podcast right here wherever you obtain your podcast so for now 